You're listening to Kyle Warren. Well, the jobs report came out, so I suppose it just means everything's A-OK. We don't have any other problems. The the dreaded recession word really can just be put away for another time. It, it doesn't really matter because we've got 528,000 jobs, non-farm payroll jobs added in July. But folks, is it really that rosy a picture when it comes to the economy, even with these jobs that have been added in July? See, that's the key thing, because how is this going to affect everything overall especially when it comes to interest rates. We'll tell you about it right here, right now. Stay with us, folks. All right, welcome everyone around the globe and across the net. It is the Friday slash weekend edition. That's right, folks. It's the day of the week when we keep you entertained and informed a little bit more than we do throughout the rest of the week. If that's even humanly possible, and as always, we do our level best to send you off into your weekend with a smile. Oh, thank you very much. A singing host making his contractually mandated and obligatory appearance here on the program. Folks, welcome to the show, the Kyle Warren Show. I am Kyle Warren. I'm glad to be with you today uh, as we uh, record the Friday slash weekend edition here on Friday, August the 6th, 2022. And boy, do we have an awful lot to tell you about on the program today. We are going to talk about the jobs numbers. Uh, We're going to talk about China and Taiwan, Pelosi's visit uh, to Taiwan. Uh, We also have some great audio clips uh, to share with you today. For example, regarding the economy, namely gas prices, Peter Ducey from Fox News talking with Karine Jean-Pierre there at the White House, the White House press secretary. And she's going to tell you, or at least she tried to tell him, how great it was uh, where the gas prices are now, generally speaking. So if you believe that as well, I suppose uh, <laughs> we can sell you a bridge uh, in Brooklyn. Uh, also, also, uh, who's going to be running in 2024 for the Republicans? Well, uh, in Wisconsin at the Trump rally, there are some interesting things that were said. We've got a good audio of that uh, that I think is going to uh, uh, really help illuminate what I think people across the country are going to be looking for in 2024. So we have a a program's chock full today, this plus a lot of other stuff uh, as we continue. And once again, welcome to the program. You can find out more about me. Go to kylewarrenshow.com. That's kylewarrenshow.com. And there you can find me on Facebook. You can find us on other social media platforms, Parler as well. Uh, Twitter, you can send me a message, a direct message right there at kylewarrenshow.com. And we're glad that you're with us here today, folks. Folks, because we have an awful lot uh, to tell you about. And also, welcome to everybody listening uh, who's finding this program uh, from my appearances on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program. That's the Captain's America Third Watch. I'm on the program there six nights a week. All starts at 2 a.m. Eastern Time, 11 p.m. Pacific Time. You can simply go to kylewarrenshow.com. We've got links there where you can listen to Captain Matt Bruce's, he's the host of the program, of course, uh, Captain Matt Bruce's flagship station of AM860, The Answer, there in Tampa, Florida. 
And uh, we've got links to listen there. Also links uh, to the Genesis Communication Network, which is the network syndicator for the program. And you can listen to their live stream as well. And again, everything happens at 2 a.m. Eastern Time, uh, Monday through Saturday. Also 11 p.m. Pacific Time. And that would be Sunday night through Friday night, basically. Uh, Because I'm over here on the West Coast. The captain's on the East Coast. We are live on both coasts. Six nights a week, folks, and we're talking to you about the things that are happening, plus breaking news. You'd be surprised the kind of breaking news that happens in the overnight. We're usually the first to bring it to you. So we definitely want to uh, hear you. And, of course, you can also call into the program as well uh, um, as uh, we uh, as we uh, are on the Captain's America Third Watch. Okay, so once again, lots to talk about today. Uh, let's start with the jobs numbers. Uh, just briefly go over the jobs numbers here that, uh, you know, we uh, understand there was a 528,000 non-farm payrolls that were added in July. Now, this, of course, they were estimating about 250,000, so it's about double. Um, I think uh, they were hoping this, and to something tells me, I think maybe they, maybe they kind of knew uh, what it might be uh, because, of course, the idea of talking about how good the economy is, even leading up to it. Well, they're going to use the job numbers as a way of telling you that the economy is doing really well, that people are doing really great out there. It's all really good. But they leave out one of the one of the most important things. And one of the most important things about this particular indicator is that it's known as a lagging indicator, not a leading indicator, but a lagging indicator. And I think most economists are going to be a little bit um, concerned in the sense that uh, the Fed is going to use the jobs numbers perhaps as a more motivation to tighten even further uh, when they meet here this month. Because last month they raised the basis, uh, or rather the uh, the interest rate, by 75 basis points. Um, and so will they do 50 basis points this time? Will they do another 75? I think they'll do at least 25 basis points. But they're going to perhaps get into a thing where they're going to tighten even further. Um, and uh, so that could be also very detrimental uh, to the economy as they, quote, try to tamp down inflation. But then that even brings us to that whole idea of inflation overall. You've got people paying more. And on the other side of the break, we'll hear the uh, uh, audio clip from Karine Jean-Pierre at the White House as Peter Ducey asks her about gas prices. And the thing about uh, inflation, of course, people are paying more for everything. Um, And spending has seemed to remain pretty strong. In fact, I heard, I think it was one official the other day saying, well, people are just dipping into their savings to, you know, keep the the spending, uh, you know, continuing at high levels and whatnot. Um, And that's not going to go on forever. It really isn't. And uh, uh, there's going to be major pullback. I think there's major pullback starting now. You know, when you can't go to a casual dining restaurant, um, for example, right here in my area, if you can't go to a casual dining restaurant and have lunch for two and not be able to get out of there uh, for under $50, I think people start making changes. You know, and this all goes together with gas prices. It all goes together with all the different uh, things you're buying at the supermarket and so forth. It just can't go on forever. Um, and then, of course, we'll see more uh, tightening with the interest rates and so forth. Um, and it, it's gonna—it's not gonna work out well. It, this this kind of stuff doesn't uh, really doesn't work, does it? Okay, quick break. 
Stay right there. We've got a lot more to talk about. To Kyle Warren. If you're a veteran looking to file for your service-connected benefits through the Department of Veterans Affairs, don't go it alone. AMVET's highly trained service officers stand ready to walk you through the process at VA regional offices around the country, helping you to navigate the complex VA system free of charge. With new presumptions for Agent Orange exposure and other conditions, AMVETS can offer you the advice you need to finally receive all of your earned benefits. In 2009 alone, AMVETS helped process more than 65,000 claims and appeals, securing more than $410 million in benefits. To find your nearest AMVET service officer or to learn more, visit AMVETS.org. Hey, I'm going out to buy those shelves for the closet. Oh, will you pick up 800 lumen bulbs? Honey, I love you, but 800 more flowers? You'll give the neighbors a real reason to think we're wacky. <laughs> Not flower bulbs, light bulbs. Come on, Dad. Lumens tell you how bright a bulb is. Our 60-watt bulbs give off about 800 lumens. We can replace them with new 800 lumen bulbs. Bulbs just as bright that use much less energy. So, we'll save money. Yes, and we can use that money to increase my allowance. Right. <laughs> Wise guy. Worth a try. So, you got that? Got it. No tulips, no watts, 800 lumens, and more savings. He got it. Lumens, the new way to shop for light. Learn more at energysavers.gov. That's energysavers.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Energy. After a long, hard day in the rough-and-tumble world of politics, open a tall, cool Kyle Warren show. Ah, that crisp, refreshing taste. That smooth style. That effervescing attitude. And without all that other stuff that can, well, bog you down. Helping to put back what the daily media assault takes away, listen to The Kyle Warren Show weekdays right here on this station and visit the website at kylewarrenshow.com. I'm Ron Edwards, host of the Edwards Notebook. Class is in session with the professor of politics, Kyle Warren. Yes, it is, and class is in session. How many people here today? Please raise your hand. <laughs> All right, welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you, and don't forget, you can go to kylewarrenshow.com. That's kylewarrenshow.com. There you can find out more about the podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast. We're on uh, Podcast Republic. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. And you know, folks, we keep going up and up and up, just like the music is doing right there. And we have one reason for that. And of course, that is you, the listener. Thank you so much for uh, subscribing to the pro to the podcast, telling your friends about the podcast. Also, of course, uh, sending me messages. And uh, we just really appreciate it. Sharing the program on social media. Uh, it's really so very, very much appreciated. And once again, you can go to KyleWarrenShow.com. That's Kyle Warren Show. Dot com, and uh, you can find out 
lot more there. Also, uh, you know, I mentioned a welcome to everybody from the Captain's America Third Watch who's finding the program uh, for my appearances there along with the captain himself, Captain Matt Bruce. And, of course, the captain wanted me to tell everybody listening to this program about the good people at MyPillow.com. Of course, that's Mike Lindell. And uh, you can go over to MyPillow.com right now and you can find out all of these great deals um, that are happening over there. You know, um, I sleep on the Giza sheets every night. I love them. Every person in my family has a my pillow uh, and we swear by him uh, mrs professor uh, has the my pillow slippers we have the my pillow towels so i just can't rave enough about these uh, these these great items and there's many more of course to choose from great deals and of course when you go to mypillow.com and you pick out your favorite thing or maybe you want to purchase more towels that's what we're looking at doing we, we want more towels because you can never have enough towels right but when you do that be sure sure to use the promo code and the promo code that you want to use is captain that's the promo code captain simply make your purchases get everything in your cart and then apply the promo code and that's when you're going to see the deep savings and the deep discounts and you're going to get the best deals possible simply use the promo code captain and if you don't want to go online and purchase something uh, through the website itself you can call them and you can call them at 1-800-641-5459 that's one 800 4-1-5-4-5-9. And again, use the promo code all together now. Promo code is CAPTAIN. That's exactly right. And of course, also, you've got the My Store, mystore.com. That's a, a new thing uh, from the folks at MyPillow. And you want to check that out as well. They've got a lot of great products uh, that you can uh, you can shop through, choose from, My mystore.com. And again, the same promo code for either one, MyPillow or My Store, is going to be captain um all right once again folks let's get back to uh, what's going on here let's listen in as i mentioned the um, the uh, audio clip we wanted to hear here's peter ducey uh, earlier this week talking to kareen jean-pierre the white house press secretary um and uh, great question uh to the press secretary from ducey and that is why is the president bragging about gas prices now, I don't know about you. I don't know about you. Now, of course, right down the street from me, um, when I drove by yesterday, uh, gas was $5.29 a gallon. Uh, and it varies a little bit uh, throughout uh, the area where I live, depending on where you're at, how you know we're near the freeway or not, and this kind of thing. And so there's the different stations, and but the my go-to station that I usually get gas at is five dollars and twenty-nine cents a gallon, and uh, that's down. Um, I don't want to. I, I want to say significantly because I guess it's better than six dollars and fifty cents or something. Um, but it's still very, very, very high comparatively. So I guess the question, it begs the question, why would you loud the idea that, well, gas is only $5.30 a gallon or 29 cents a gallon at this point, um, when before it was well below uh, $4 or it was right around $4. So it, this is, and of course, California's all built in. It's a lot. There's a lot more baked in about taxes and stuff like that. But across the country, though, of course, comparatively speaking, gas is still incredibly high. So let's listen to Peter Ducey talking with Karine Jean-Pierre. Association of Oh, that's uh, not uh, Kareem Jean-Pierre. Uh, let's, let's try this one more time, and here we go. There's something that they need to speak to. Great, and then last one. Why is the president bragging today about gas prices? Because it's gone down. 
It's still a dollar and seventy-two cents higher than when he took office. It has come. It has come down in a way that we haven't seen its trajectory coming down in over a decade. Still and over it is, four dollars a gallon. Okay. Though is that good? You want to talk to a nurse or a teacher? or a firefighter, if, if having that little bit of breathing room doesn't matter to them? Okay, stop right there. Okay, see, here, here we go. So it's a great question, right? Is, is that good? I mean, it's still super high. Oh, but it's the trajectory. It's the trajectory, and it's going down. And it's so much, and in a decade has done this. Um, you know, we're supposed to sit there and just be, oh, thank you, Corinne Jean-Pierre. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Joe Biden, for helping us. Oh, this is so wonderful. And um, quite frankly, folks, the, then the, the deflection starts, right? And that is, well, you, why don't you go talk to a nurse or, you know, someone and ask them if this isn't really, really great for them. And, and it's not, again, really going after the fundamental underlying problem that was created by the administration itself on purpose, pretty much. Because you have this whole thing um, when Biden came into office and they decided, well, we're, we're going to cut off the Keystone XL pipeline. Uh, we're going to make it super hard to drill. We're going to be no more federal drilling. Oh, but you can get a permit. You know, why just it, it, it goes on and on. It's, it's constantly this game of we never said that or uh, no, it's not hard. No, 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 it's all possible. It's these oil companies, it's these oil companies. And there's just, they keep doing this and they're making your lives miserable. And if it wasn't for these big fat cats, everything would be fine. And I just don't understand, you know, Joe Biden could say, uh, why uh, everything is just going to hell in a handbasket uh, when I'm just sitting here doing all the right things. It, it doesn't make any sense, and it strains credulity. But here's where you're going to have Corinne Jean-Pierre uh, suddenly go down this other road of, well, just go ask these, these other people. Don't you think it's good for them? Let's listen in. Having that little bit of breathing room doesn't matter to them. Our nurses and teachers and firefighters saying gas prices are only four dollars and eleven cents. This is great. I'm saying that 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 even that little bit of breathing room matters to families, especially during this summer when people are traveling, when people are trying to do what they can for their families, when people are trying to think about what are we going to do with our kids, driving to camp, driving to see other family members across the country. This matters when you think about eighty-five cents. Uh, per month for a family member you think that doesn't matter for okay let's stop right there the, the the issue again is you know it's mixed messages as well you know the democrats are nothing if not all about messages right but here's here's the mixed message i thought and correct me if i'm wrong i thought we were on the precipice of a new incredible transition that was going to make all of our lives better because we were going to finally uh, get rid of the internal combustion engine. We're going to get rid of having to use fossil fuels. Everyone will will get an electric car and everything's going to be fine. And high gas prices are actually okay. Not They're not just okay. They're beneficial because they are going to help us transition through this great, great uh, change in, in history and so on and so forth. But now, Corinne Jean-Pierre is now touting the idea that, that families can go buy fossil fuels and take their, their kids to camp. Okay, this is what they're... <laughs> now it's all good. It's wonderful. And now people are able to do things. 
it it boggles my mind, folks. It really boggles my mind. Sometimes I just I it it's I I I marvel at the ability of the Democrat administration in this case to simply try to make you think now everything's okay again. And it's not just okay, but it's really good now. Everything's really good. And uh, because now these things can happen and so forth. Whereas if they wanted families to be able, how about this? How about families with the incredible inflation that's going on right now? How about families being able to afford camp in the first place for their kids? You know, camp isn't always super inexpensive. In fact, it can be quite the opposite. Anybody who has kids knows that. Um, so it's not just about having the gas to get them to camp, but it's about the money to pay for camp, or it's about the money to pay for things like braces or things, other things that come up with your family or housing or food. And if families, from what we understand, are supposed to be paying another $400 a month, uh, on, on average because of inflation, can you imagine can you imagine the kinds of sacrifices and other hard decisions they have to make? But it's okay. It's no big deal. Gas came down a little bit. They want to take credit for that, but they won't take credit for or the blame for exactly how we got to this situation in the first place. We could be drilling for oil. We have more oil than we know what to do with. But unfortunately, folks, they're just going to continue on with this thing of, we didn't do anything. It has nothing to do with us. We have no idea how this even got here. All right, stay right there. Quick break. Lots more to talk about. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. A short time out, then back with more. So stay right there. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. Stay tuned for the Edwards Notebook right here on the Kyle Warren Show. To the many good and decent men of America, a time of reflecting upon and showing appreciation for all you do. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook brought to you by Constitutional Browns Coffee. You often pay for a dinner that no one was grateful for. Sometimes you didn't know if you'd make it to payday. Thank you for trying your best to be a good man in society that often devalues men. Though you sometimes see your life passing by with your dreams still only in thoughts, you keep it together. For who in this society cares anyway? Most likely, you, the good men of America, will not hear, but I'm proud of you, even though those words of encouragement would help encourage you. You work long hours and leave all the day's frustration at the door in order to be there for your children. Because, like my own dearly departed dad, that's what dads do. Yes, the many good men of America shoulder the weight of the world for their families and, when needed, their country as well. To the many too often unrecognized and underappreciated good men of America, I, Ron Edwards, salute you in appreciation. God bless you, God bless America, and may America bless God. I'm Ron Edwards. Find out where you can enjoy the Ron Edwards American Experience via theronedwards.com. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. You're listening to Kyle Warren. All right, welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Welcome back. Is 
We continue to race through and rocket through this uh, Friday slash weekend edition. Glad that you're with us today. And don't forget, you can go to KyleWarrenShow.com. That's KyleWarrenShow.com. There you can subscribe to the podcast. You can also find me on social media, Facebook and Parlor, Twitter. Uh, and uh, you can also send me a message as well. We'd love to hear from you. And if we do, we can give you a shout out right here on the um, on the program. Okay, well, we talked about gas prices you know, and we talked about inflation, and we talked about uh, the jobs report. We talked about how the um, um, how the uh, the Fed will likely um, you know raise interest rates um, a lot more. Uh, but let's uh, let's talk briefly here about what people might be looking forward to uh, in twenty twenty four. Now. Part of this, uh, this happened at the Trump rally um, in uh, Waukesha, Wisconsin, and there was uh, something that was posted there on Fox News. I found it quite, quite illuminating. Just talking with some of the people that were at this rally about who they wanted to see on the presidential ticket. Now, it's a Trump rally, so um, I think the majority of the answers, obviously, are going to be they'd like to see Donald Trump run for president. Um, I think uh, I think Trump's actually made his decision, uh, in my opinion. Um, but uh, what that decision is, we don't really know. Some are saying, well, he's hinting at running and this kind of thing. Um, but uh, no matter what, the idea of Trump running, I think, is what's the most terrifying thing to the Democrat Party. This is one of the reasons why the January 6th committee uh, is racing against time. Um, and you've got uh, uh, even uh, uh, Dick Cheney putting out an ad. I think we have an audio for that as well uh, about his daughter, Liz Cheney, saying, you know, this her the most important thing she'll ever do is to keep Donald Trump from ever being able to be president again. And so, be that as it may, people have opinions one way or the other, whether they'd like to see Trump run again. But let's listen here to some of these folks in Waukesha, Wisconsin, uh, talking about that they'd like to see Trump run, but why I think they want to see Trump run and why things under Trump, the way things were going, especially for different communities, I think is really, really important. Let's let's listen into that. Without question. Trump, of course. <laughs> Donald Trump, of course. So the idea of, again, who do you want to run for president Trump. in 2024? Donald Trump. Trump, of course. I'd love to see Trump. DeSantis, Trump, either one? Trump. President Trump. Trump. I think if Trump uh, goes, uh, he has a very good chance. Uh, DeSantis has a lot of very good qualities. So uh, whatever the people want, it's who I'll go with. I want to see Trump run. I want Donald Trump to run in 2024. I would love to see Trump, but I think that he might be better behind the scenes and maybe DeSantis, DeSantis might be a better choice, but I would certainly support Trump if he were to run. Why Trump? Look what he's done for our country. He, he, we had everything great under Trump. Now everything's a disaster. It should be obvious to everybody that the country needs Trump back again. Uh, let's say I lost about 25% of my retirement fund for a start, let alone paying $5 for gas and uh, our gas bills are going up. Trump, because he was more stern and he didn't really like let America be run over by another country. Look at where we are right now. Gas was 99 cents. I want it back. Because his policies helped communities like mine, the black and brown communities, 
uh, President Trump was very instrumental in making things fair and balanced. He did a really great job when he was in last time. The economy, the inflation, jobs. Because he's proven himself in the past. Go back to a much better economic standard, much better economy, um, much better faith in the country. So there you have it. Again, that was posted up on Fox News uh, earlier. And uh, I, I thought it was important to uh, to review and to listen to because in that you heard a lot of different voices there. And they were all Americans. And some were African-Americans, some were Asian-Americans as well. Uh, some were Caucasian Americans, so it goes across the uh, it, it runs it, it runs across these different lines these these lines that in so many ways the far left wants to only have clearly delineated in terms of political ideology, and what I think is really a slap in the face to that kind of far-left liberal ideology is the notion that you have people from all walks of life, different race, ethnicities, and so forth, um, saying pretty much the same thing, that, you know, there was more opportunity. There, uh, The one gentleman saying, well, I've lost 25% of my retirement account. Uh, we're paying more for gas, and so forth. All these things have direct impact on people's lives, real people's lives. And what I think was important and is important about the Donald Trump-ism, uh, as it were, is that w for once in a great long while, we seem to be able to start to, uh, to get rid of some of those artificial lines. And Americans were concerned about things that were helping all Americans, that the rising tide lifts all the boats, and what really I think is quite um, reprehensible about the far left liberal ideology is that it's not about a rising tide lifting all boats. It's about condemning somebody. It's about uh, creating an artificial uh, sort of uh, atmosphere uh, for different things and for different people. Um, and again, I think fundamentally the American people are fair. Fundamentally, I think the American people are kind. Fundamentally, I think the, the, the American people want to um, uh, make sure that the you know, playing field is level and these kinds of things. But here come the far left, right? And they want to essentially come in and be authoritarian about things. They want to make sure that they are going to not create an, op create an atmosphere where people can excel. Right through hard work, uh, through uh, uh, a perseverance, the American dream. They want to make sure that they are ruling over you, that they can divvy up resources, that they can also uh, create the atmosphere by which now somehow you're bad, but you're good, and we're going to recognize you, but we won't recognize you, and, and, and on it goes. And I think it's just so fundamentally opposed to the bedrock principles of this nation. And so, you know, I think hearing these kinds of voices that we just heard from Waukesha uh, is very refreshing. Um, and this is one of the things that is most terrifying. I'll repeat that. Most terrifying to the Democrat Party. They can't stand it. I'll, I'll tell you this much. They can't stand it if you are um, uniting 
and you're not worried about these different divisions, skin color, race, ethnicity, gender, whatever it might be. And because um, they can only thrive when you're in a total state of chaos, when you're in a total state of, I hate my neighbor. I hate my neighbor, I, and uh, my, my neighbor wronged me, and somehow, or something else happened, and, and, and on it goes. And it's, it's really, really sad, uh, because we're just going to continue to have these kinds of problems uh, if, we, if we don't uh, unite, if, if we don't say in, in a united voice uh, that we're, we're rejecting the kinds of division and the authoritarianism um, and the literally anti-American sentiment that comes from so many on the far left. And a lot of times it's in the, under the guise of, you know, we're, we're trying to do good. But, you know, is, is it really? Is, is the result good? Or is the result good when you have the opportunity that these people from Waukesha were talking about? When they, when they, they weren't being uh, led down this path to that I'll never amount to anything because. But the American dream says you can amount to something because you're an American. And this is the kind of country we've created. And the people are good. They're good-hearted. And uh, so that's what I have to, uh, to say about that. Okay, uh, when we come back from the break, and we got about another minute here, uh, when we come back from the break, we'll talk a little bit more about what's happening, what happened with the uh, Pelosi visit to Taiwan. Um, now, of course, uh, I think even the White House was a little miffed at that uh, for some reason. Um, she doesn't make foreign policy, obviously, uh, but it was an interesting visit. Newt Gingrich visited Taiwan about 25 years ago. Um, but um, the Chinese government is now evidently, or one of the Chinese spokespeople evidently saying something about this is, uh, this is accelerating the reunification. And of course, Taiwan, pardon me, China uh, did a lot of military exercises. And now we're hearing about what appears to be a rehearsal or, or maneuvers that would be akin to an invasion if and when one occurred and, and on it goes. But I got to tell you folks, what we saw happen in Ukraine is part and parcel of what we might see happen in Taiwan and the world can change literally in a heartbeat. So we've got to be prepared for it. We've got to be ready and we've got to stand strong and especially with those who love freedom. Okay, quick break. Stay right there. You're listening to Kyle Warren. This is Chicago-style hot dog here. I'm not feeling too good. Turns out, along with all the other bad things my cholesterol does, they say it's a risk factor for strokes. Strokes? Sheesh. Good news from National Stroke Association. Exercising, eating right, and asking your doctor about medicines that can help lower your cholesterol, like statins, may reduce the risk of a first stroke. And if you've already had a stroke, it's even more important you lower your cholesterol. Lower your chances of stroke by controlling your cholesterol. Visit stroke.org today. Hey, John, I just heard you got a new computer. Congratulations. Thanks. It's the coolest thing. What will you do with your old computer? I don't know. I guess I'll just throw it away. Well, my company just bought new computers, and we decided to donate the old PCs to a place that gives them to local schools. You could do something like that. Seriously, who would want a three-year-old computer? Hey, it might be great for someone else. 
Computers can be refurbished and reused instead of ending up in the trash. By passing it on, you can help the community and the environment. If you're replacing your company's IT equipment or you're finished using your personal computer, pass it on to a local organization that accepts computers. To learn more, log on to epa.gov slash pass it on. This message was brought to you by EPA, Dell, Intel, HP, NEC, Philips, and this radio station. On behalf of EPA's Plug Into E-Cycling Partnership, EPA does not endorse any commercial services or products of these groups. For information on all partners, log on to epa.gov slash plug in. In sports, five games were featured in Hockey Action last year. Every year, millions of people rely on portable generators when they lose access to electricity. But some of them don't understand that a portable generator's carbon monoxide emissions can kill if their generators are used indoors. So we're here to clear the air. Always take your generator outside, away from windows and doors. When you take it outside, you distance yourself from the dangers of carbon monoxide. For more safety tips, visit TakeYourGeneratorOutside.com. Have you saved a life today? We organize a blood drive at our school. My blood type is O. They really need that. Have you saved a life today? I have cancer, but I make sure all my friends know how important it is to give blood. My blood helps heart patients or accident victims. Have you saved a life today? No, but today, someone's blood saved my son. The American Red Cross. Call 1-800-GIVE-LIFE. You're listening to Kyle Warren. All right, welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Welcome back as we continue racing through, rocketing through... The Friday Slash Weekend Edition. Don't forget, you can go to KyleWarrenShow.com. If you want to send me a message, you can also find out more about subscribing to the podcast there as well. And uh, we have a lot more to tell you about as uh, we uh, go in here to the last big segment of the uh, program today. Time just seems to really be uh, flying by. Um, that's a good thing. we got a lot to talk about. And uh, we just started mentioning about Taiwan and China. This from Fox News. Taiwan says China is rehearsing invasion attack. U.S. and Japanese officials have voiced similar concerns about China's escalation. Taiwan is warning that China's recent military drills are a rehearsal for a real invasion. The disputed island has in recent days been surrounded by Chinese military vessels and shows of strength on behalf of Beijing. The Chinese Communist Party has been openly irate about a congressional delegation led by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi uh, when they visited the island last week. Uh, The delegation proceeded with the visit in direct opposition to Chinese demands that the U.S. abort the meeting. Okay? Huh. Well... I guess you just have to, I, we just got to listen to the Chinese government on this, <laughs> right? <laughs> Here, here's the thing. The Chinese government in Beijing um, maybe just kind of really found out that that the American government, the American officials don't typically like to be told where they can and can't go. Um, and, uh, and so, honestly, uh, I was telling this to the captain the other night. I think the Chinese put themselves in a position by making this demand that they abort the meeting, right, is that uh, it put Pelosi in a position where she had to go uh, to, uh, to Taiwan. There's no, no doubt about it. 
um, because otherwise you look like you're backing down. Then the Chinese went through their state media. They're one of their propagandists uh, said, you know, gave the intimation that, well, you know, they could shoot down Pelosi's plane because it would be an invasion and it would be an invasion of Taiwan, you know. And, uh, of course, that would have been an act of war, and that would have been, would have been off to the races at that point, uh, I would think. Um, and I said this on the Captain's America. I'll say it here as well. You know, we talk about Nancy Pelosi, and we disagree so much with um, her politics and uh, methods and, and so forth. Um, but it, as I was growing up, and I always thought this was, was quite good, and that is, you know, once you get past the shoreline, that's when a lot of the politics really starts to fade away. And in my opinion, if an American official, especially the Speaker of the House, third in line, right, to the presidency, um, is going to make a trip and somebody threatens that official, somebody threatens Nancy Pelosi, I think all Americans band together in saying, we're not going to stand for that. We don't think that, that is okay. And, uh, and you better not shoot down our, our secretary of state or there's going to be hell to pay. Right. And, uh, so that's where I think is an important part of geopolitics. Um, because what's happening folks is I think the Chinese communists, they revel in the idea that we are so divided that there would be some people who would say, well, you know, maybe they'll shoot down her plane and those kind of things. You know, that's, they revel in that. They're counting on that kind of division, and we shouldn't give it to them ever. And uh, so I'm glad that Speaker Pelosi had a safe trip. Um, I'm glad that uh, uh, it, it brought uh, to light even more uh, feelings um, and uh, focus on Taiwan and uh, what it means to, to want to seek freedom and to seek independence and this kind of thing. Um, and of course, the U.S. position is the one China policy. Uh, Joe Biden, of course, created quite a firestorm uh, just a few weeks ago when he said that we would get involved militarily if the uh, Chinese uh, mainland invaded Taiwan. Um, of course, they had to try to walk all that back, and that's Joe Biden getting off script and so forth. Um, but uh, that is the American policy, right, is the one China policy at this time. Um, but at the same time, I think the United States and its allies can make it quite clear that, um, that an invasion of Taiwan would be unacceptable. Well, you say, well, Kyle, look what happened to Ukraine. That should have been un unacceptable. And I think it would have been unacceptable under a, maybe a different president, the previous president, or even other U.S. presidents may not have seen the same kind of action by Vladimir Putin. It's when you have perceived weakness that everything really starts to go bad. And Joe Biden, unfortunately, appears very weak. He not only just appears weak physically uh, from whatever ailments or, or conditions that he's suffering from, obviously, uh, suffering from something or some combination of things, um, and I don't say that to be mean. I say that because that's what we can see with our own eyes, right? Um, but also the perceived weakness that somehow, um, uh, you know, th there's not going to be the kind of reaction. They're not going to stand up. Um, you know, Joe Biden leading from behind and almost all account, all sense of the word um, in terms of what happened with Ukraine. Um, and then, of course, the way that NATO is trying to be uh, trying to strengthen itself and so forth. Um, it, the perception is just that Joe Biden isn't leading the charge. 
And that's, that's unfortunate. What that does is it puts us in a position of having the Chinese government say, huh, I wonder if we can just kind of get away with this over here. We, we might be able to, you know. Um, then also this from Newsmax, U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken said Saturday that China should not hold hostage talks on important global matters, such as climate crisis, after Beijing cut off contacts with Washington in retaliation for U.S. Speaker Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan. Blinken spoke in an online news conference with his Philippine counterpart in Manila after meeting newly elected President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. and other top officials as relations between Washington and Beijing plummeted to their worst level in years. Okay, Uh, so it goes on. Pelosi's trip to the self-governed island outraged China, which claims Taiwan is its own territory and to be annexed by force if necessary. China on Thursday launched military exercises off Taiwan's coasts and on Friday cut off contacts with the U.S. on vital issues, including military matters and crucial climate cooperation as punishments for Pelosi's visit. Well, they can do that all the live long day, right? But it still means that they, uh, and I'm glad that they didn't take any other overt action, but for them to have even intimated, even through their state media and so forth, that something really bad was going to happen to Speaker Pelosi, I think that's terrible. And I I think that, um, I think in so many more ways than one, it actually shows that I think the Chinese government is more desperate about things that are happening at home uh, in terms of their own economy, their own outlook, their own future. And I think that it's really uh, more telling about that than it is about the perceived strength and so forth. Can they invade Taiwan? Sure. Oh, absolutely they can. Uh, they'll take it over in a very, in very short order um, uh, with, the, with what we know so far. But look at what happened in Ukraine, though. That was also the perceived idea, too. Okay, it's going to be a blitzkrieg. Putin's going to go in there. He's going to um, establish a victory very, very quickly, and it's going to be over before you know it. Well, here we are oh, some five months or more now, I think, into this, and, um, and it's not looking good. So would it be the same kind of thing? Because I'll tell you one thing. It's my opinion. I think the Taiwanese uh, would fight pretty tooth and nail. Uh, in order to uh, in order to uh, to uh, protect uh, their their island and so forth and to stop an invasion, but it could also be very overwhelming and and China is trying to show that show that force, but also at the same time if China has any notion at all of of being part of the world community, um, you know they would not do such a thing I would I would hope, but at the same time too then they try to do these other retaliations and so forth. Um, it just means, again, that unless you have somebody who's very strong um, in terms of a president and then also in terms of how um, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the U.S. is united um, against such aggressions, that's what helps to keep aggressors in check, in, in my opinion. Um, okay, so here we go. Uh, we've got just a little bit of time left here in the, uh, in the program today. Uh, I, I did see, let's see here, um, I, I did see that Dick Cheney came out and said, again, I think I mentioned this at the top of the program, <laughs> that he's saying that Donald Trump is the greatest threat to our republic, and this is why Liz Cheney is finally taking some action, and she doesn't back down and all this other kind of stuff. So I don't know. I mean, do you think do you think Donald Trump is the greatest threat to our republic or could it be gee, I don't know, others who actually actually want to 
take down the United States, not only from inside, but also from outside. So that's a pretty good question. I don't know if Dick Cheney sort of went maybe uh, a little too far with that, but he's trying to get his daughter. uh, She's way down in the polls, by the way. Okay, folks, we'll see you bright and early on the Captain's America this Monday morning, and we'll also see you right back here next time. Until then, everybody out there around the globe. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Take care out there.